The last words that someone says is often a tremendous indication of their priorities and their passions. Never was that more true than the last words Jesus Christ spoke to his disciples before ascending into heaven. He gave what is called the Great Commission. It's found in Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, Luke chapter 24, John chapter 20, and Acts 1.8. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and lo, I will be with you always. Now, I want to say a few things about the Great Commission in reference to how it fits into church planning. First thing I want you to understand is this is not a suggestion or an option. He says, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Jesus sets up the Great Commission by making a statement that's often overlooked. Essentially, he's saying, I'm the commander-in-chief, and I'm giving you orders. And these are your final marching orders. If you don't remember anything else I've told you, I want you to remember this. If you don't do anything else I told you, I want you to do this. I want you to go. I want you to make disciples. I want you to baptize them, and I want you to teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Making disciples is the Great Commission, and it's an order that must be obeyed. Uh, scholars call it the Great Commission. The word commission is a military term. It means uh, that it's an authoritative order. It's a charge. It's a directive. It's used for a document conferring authority, and it's issued by the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, to officers in any of the armed forces of the United States. As an authoritative order, obedience is not optional. Obedience is mandatory. To disobey would be considered treasonous and a reason for punishment or even court-martial. The orders must be obeyed. Let me ask you a question. What are you living for? What's your life all about? Jesus said, the most important thing I want you to understand as I'm leaving, my final marching orders to you, my followers, is go make disciples. Fulfill the Great Commission. So the Great Commission is uh, not a great suggestion it's something that must be obeyed. And I want you to also understand that, that uh, this is for every follower of Jesus Christ, not just those first 11 guys that heard it for the first time. It says in Acts chapter 8 and verse 1, At that time a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. So everybody got run out of Jerusalem except those 11 guys that heard the Great Commission for the first time. Then he says, therefore, in Acts at chapter 8 and verse 4, Luke writes, therefore those who were scattered, everybody but the apostles, went everywhere preaching the Word of God. You see, the Great Commission is for every follower of Jesus Christ. Our lives must be based on making disciples. Uh, it's fulfilled as you live out the Great Commission, you make disciples. If, if you were to analyze Matthew chapter 28, the essence of that, the, the key verb is make disciples. And everything else modifies how to do that. Going, 
That's how you make disciples. Baptizing, that's how you make disciples. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, that's how you make disciples. I believe that every follower of Jesus Christ should be a disciple maker, and I believe that every follower of Jesus Christ should, should be intentionally going into the worlds of lost people, into communities that need Christ, should be preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, making disciples, getting them baptized into a local body, an assembly, an ecclesia, a church, and then discipling them to obey everything Jesus commanded, including that last commission, so that they also make disciples. The Great Commission is about disciple-making and multiplying disciples, and obviously the, the most uh, effective way to do that is in a local church. You see, in its ultimate outcome, the Great Commission always leads to church planting. It always leads to church planting. Let me say that again. Fulfilling the Great Commission always leads to church planting. Because to do what Jesus said, to, to really uh, make a disciple, to baptize them, to teach them to obey everything that he commanded, that happens in a local church. You say, Dave, uh, I don't know. How do you get the fact that the Great Commission really results in church planting? Well, let me ask you a question. When we're given that commission, the, the logical question is, how does God expect us to make disciples? How does God expect us to fulfill the Great Commission? The answer is planting churches. You say, how do you know that? Well, how did those first 11 men that heard the Great Commission, how did they obey the Great Commission? Well, they heard it in Matthew 28. They heard it Luke 24. They heard it John chapter 20. They heard it in Mark chapter 16. They heard it in Acts chapter 1, and then the next thing they did after a week of intense prayer, they started a church. Acts chapter 2, what did they do? They, they went to where the people were in the, in the temple courts where there were 5,000 people gathered. They began to preach the gospel in languages that the people understood. Uh, they, the people were convicted, it says, and they asked, what should we do? And Peter said, well, repent and be baptized. And then it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 that uh, these new followers of Jesus devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. They fulfilled the Great Commission, and what happened? They started a church that began to multiply and reproduce. It says at the end of the chapter that, that people were being added to the church every day, new people being saved. So if you want to live a life of fulfilling the Great Commission, you will live a life of making disciples, and that will result in planting churches. And the planting of churches is to be an ongoing, continuous thing that, that starts local in Jerusalem, extends uh, into your region, Judea, that extends into your, throughout your nation, Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. I believe that every fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ should be making disciples, and that should show up as part of a church plant, and they should be willing to go anywhere God sends them to plant a church. This is the Great Commission. It's not the Great Suggestion. It must be obeyed. You know as well as I do that lost people matter to God. We ask the question, well, why did Jesus come to earth? Well, his answer was, in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, to seek and to save those who are lost. There are plenty of lost people in the world. There's plenty of lost people uh, 
you know, the job is not done. The task is not finished. We need to continuously be seeking and saving lost people because lost people matter to God. The single most effective way to reach lost people, according to Peter Wagner and Tim Keller, the single most effective evangelistic methodology under heaven is the planting of new churches. When you plant a new church, you're, you're living on mission, and when you're living on mission, you're reaching lost people. Church planting will fulfill the Great Commission because church planting reaches lost people. Church planting also fulfills the Great Commission because it extends the kingdom of God. You know, I think most of us live for the wrong kingdom. We live for the American dream instead of the kingdom of God. But Jesus said, your top priority should be the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these things shall be added unto you. Our primary prayer request should be about the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6, and verse 9. Jesus said, let me show you how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first request, your kingdom come. Jesus said in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus, unless someone is born again, they cannot even see the kingdom of God. Every time somebody gets saved, every time someone is born again, a new citizen is added to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And that prayer, thy kingdom come, gets answered. Every time we start a new church in a new community, we're seeking first the kingdom of God. And we're being part of that prayer, your kingdom come. We extend the kingdom of God where the kingdom of light of darkness is in control. And we extend the kingdom of God into new people, into new communities, into new cities, into new countries. Church planting is all about extending the kingdom of God. It's because the kingdom of God matters. Schrenk and Stutzman wrote these words, and they're really good. They said, church planting is thus the most urgent business of mankind. It's through the creation or the planting of churches that God's kingdom is extended into communities, listen, which have not been touched by the precious surprise of the presence of the kingdom of God in their midst. Church planting is uh, a way that we fulfill the Great Commission and we do it because lost people matter. We do it because the kingdom of God matters. We do it because the incarnation must be lived out. We know in John chapter 1, we're given the theological picture of the incarnation of Christ. It says the word, the message of God, became flesh, incarnate, where we get the word incarnation. Became flesh and dwelt among us, literally pitched his tent. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The way that now that Jesus is in heaven, the way that we're supposed to get the word of God to people now is through his body. Jesus took, God took a body to get the message to us. He's given us the body, the body of Christ, to get the message to them. God extends his kingdom and the incarnation is lived out and the message of the gospel was presented through his body, the church because the healthy church is the body of Christ on earth. I think you could argue that just about everything God wants done on planet earth is done through his body. And in fact, God has limited what he's doing on planet earth to his body. So we need to continuously be establishing new churches because that brings the voice, the message, the hands, the heart of Jesus Christ into the lives of people who need to know.
Well, I could talk on and on about the fact that church planning is so important. I know in this class you've talked about Missio Dei, the mission of God, and our God is a missionary God, and He's also a sending God, and He sends us. The mission of God, we must live on mission. That's who we must be. Every follower of Jesus Christ must live like a missionary every day. And that will result in planting new churches as we go and we preach the gospel to, to new people. And we baptize them and we teach them to obey everything Jesus commanded. Uh, one man said, it's impossible to talk about church without at the same time talking about mission because God is a missionary God. God's people are missionary people. The church's mission is not secondary to its being. The church exists in being sent. Emil Bruner made this great statement. He said, the church exists by mission just as fire exists by burning. The church of God must be on mission with God. And when a church ceases to be on mission... In a sense, I think it ceases to really be a church. In the same way, followers of Jesus Christ should be on mission. And when we cease living lives on mission, we cease following Christ. The great general Napoleon once said, It's the maxim in the military art that the army which remains in its entrenchment is already beaten. Look, stay-at-home Christianity is not real Christianity at all. We've got to keep pushing, keep sharing, keep going, keep reaching, keep preaching, keep discipling, keep baptizing, keep teaching people to obey everything Jesus commanded. This was, this was his final statement. This was a picture, the Great Commission. It's a, pa a portrait of his passion, why he came, what he did, and a portrait of his priorities. It should be first in our list of, of what we're living for. I challenge you, in your life, be a part of church planning. Be a part of disciple making. There's nothing as exciting as new birth, and there's nothing as exciting as knowing that, that Jesus is with us always as we are making disciples by planting new churches.